at the salon. I get a lot of the at the salon, but I think that, you know, I think that there's a lot of areas that we miss when it comes to marketing and we need to put even a greater effort because once that customer knows and walks into the door, they are a hot lead. Their wallet is on them. They are ready to spend money and we are missing opportunities left and right with these with this audience, right? In comparison to trying to find a new client, you know, is uh, going to be much more difficult and is also going to be um, more, it's going to be more costly. So Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Today, I want to talk about hairstylist marketing strategies. Now, earlier today, I hosted a clubhouse room where we dove deep into talking about what methods are working in our businesses and what we need help with. But I wanted to break this down in simplest form because I think that as a hairstylist, marketing isn't our first uh, form of education, right? And some of us may not have any education when it comes to marketing, but I do believe that marketing needs to be your number one priority. Whether you're first starting out, you're reinventing yourself, building a clientele, this is important for not just hairstylists, but estheticians, micro, micro blade artists, uh, salon owners, booth renters, suite owners. It's really for everybody. You are always going to be marketing yourself, selling yourself, selling your services and your products. So I believe that there's three different areas that if we focus in these areas, when we master all three categories, it not only is going to help build your clientele, but it's going to help generate an increase in your customer retention. And in general, it's going to both lead to increasing your profits, which that's what we all want, right? So the three areas that I want to speak about today is our marketing strategies at the salon, in the community, and online. So let's start first with you know realizing that we need a constant flow between our new guest and our existing guests. Now, when you're first graduated out of beauty school, aesthetic school, and you are ready to start your career, I know that everyone wants to be busy. We want to have that full clientele. But be careful not to enter this with a scarcity mentality because there are plenty of clients out there. They just don't know who you are. They don't know what you do um, or if they are the right fit, if you are the right fit for them, right? And that is where marketing comes into play. And you need to market yourself because on average, we're going to lose about uh, 10 to 25% of our clientele every single year for numerous reasons. So it's important that we are putting in the right strategies in place and doing things that are going to really wow our existing guests in addition to attracting your ideal clientele into the salon and then retaining them, right? The most important thing that you need to remember is that it's important to stay consistent with this, right? Because if you try it once and and you don't get the instant results that you're looking for, it can be very discouraging. However, it takes time to create the momentum that you're going to need to build your clientele. And I would be cautious to building it too quickly, meaning 
let's say it's your first day on the floor and you've got 10 people. As a business owner, I would question, do you have the right strategies that you're actually going to be retaining those clients? So starting off with a few clients in the very beginning is not a bad thing. It gives you the opportunity to not just maximize the guest experience, but you're probably still honing in on your craft and your skill, right? And so therefore, you're probably a little bit slower. But if you don't have a ton of clients, now you have the opportunity that you can introduce them to other services that you offer because maybe you have only one client for the entire day, right? So you're not feeling pressured and rushed to grab a second client and um, rush that guest out the door without speaking about the other services that you're able to offer them in addition to really establishing that relationship, right? So at the salon, there are a few things that in my own business, I'm implementing testing and I'm tracking, which I really want you guys to also focus on as well of when I'm putting this effort out, when I am doing this promotion or um, uh, doing this marketing strategy, what is the results I'm getting? And give it some time tweak it along the way. Maybe it's about the images that you're putting out there. Maybe it's the verbiage that you're using that is not working for you. Don't scrap things right away, but do some tweaking to it and improve it, right? There's nothing new under the sun. Look at the other salons or other businesses that you admire and aspire to be more alike and um, stylists that you aspire to be more like and see what they're doing. And if they're putting out some things that you really admire and you're and you're thinking in your head man i wish i was more like that or if i had that type of business there's nothing wrong with taking what they're doing and making it your own right so one of the things that we're doing at the salon is a referral program now we all know that referral programs are a great way to help build your books especially when you're asking clients that you really love right That is where the biggest challenge is though. Most people are afraid to just ask for a referral. But if you have a program, you wanna make it as as easy as possible and a no-brainer for your client, right? If you make it too complicated um, or not easy, then clients are not gonna want to share you with the other people because it's just gonna be overwhelming. You know, so you want to make it easy. You want to make it a no brainer. And I believe that you want to have a lot of marketing materials to help you speak about the uh, referral program. So at our salon, we have mere clings that say refer a friend. Um, I got them off of Etsy. I will show some pictures on Instagram as well. So if you guys are interested and finding out where I uh, purchased those, I'd be happy to share the link with you. But having mere talkers are a really great way to segue into that conversation as well. Um, Also, just by putting new things into your environment is a conversation starter, okay? So if you haven't redecorated or reorganized or moved things around lately in your salon, then it's time to do so. And if you are a hairstylist working at a salon, as a salon owner, I really trust in my team to help me build this business. And so I'm always looking for their suggestions and I may not have time to redesign the retail area or move posters or marketing materials around, but my staff has time. And so if you know, if some if people can just jump in and help each other out, we're going to have much greater results. So you could have a mere cling to talk about the referral program. Um, we also have QR codes now that are on our mirror as a cling. Um, I made them in Canva, super easy to do. And when somebody um, takes a picture of the QR code, it goes to a page that has Uh, several different things on the page, but in addition, our referral program. So it's really important that you implement a referral program. Um, Currently, we have a special offer where a new guest that comes in, they will receive $15 credit towards their service. And the person who um, is referring their friend, they will either get a free shampoo 
which is um, to them a perceived value of about $27, or they can get a $25 credit that they could use what, to whatever product they want, um, which is great. So this way, if a client has their eye on something bigger, like a, a tool or a leader size conditioner, you know, they would be able to apply it to that. So this is a referral program that we're still testing and tracking to see how people are receptive to it. But the most important thing that you can do is just talk about it. Um, create some type of dialogue, make it fun, make it not awkward, right? So you could hand them a card and maybe you want to put this in their uh, gift bag when they're leaving and, you know, just let them know, hey, I put some referral cards in this bag. I'd love to see your friends in here because I love you and I want to see your friends too. Um, it does not have to be overly complicated and keep it short, sweet, and simple. That is my hot tip for the referral program. Another thing at the salon that we're doing is a welcome gift. Now, it's really important to create that wow factor for new guests. And what can we do to not only enhance the experience before they even walk in, but during their visit and then after their visit. So having some type of welcoming gift, whatever you can afford, I think is a really beautiful layer that you can add to that experience. So what we have is um, these welcome cards that basically say thank you so much for choosing Refined Beauty as your um, go-to salon. And we are looking forward to helping you with all of your beauty needs. Inside of this card, we also put a $10 off your next service. We, we do put an expiration date of two months because the goal is we need to get them back in. You need to get that new client back in as quickly as you can. And so they can also try out new services that you offer. In the new, um, new guest welcome packet, we also have a free eyebrow wax and a free deep conditioning treatment. So those two items are very low cost to the salon, very simple, quick services, but same thing, it just adds another layer of perspective of, of adding value to that guest experience. So if you don't have anything implemented, for a, a welcome gift or something that is, you want that guest to leave with something. And a new client isn't as likely to buy product their first visit versus your regular client. So this is a great way to just give them that reminder of your, you care about them, you want to see them back in your, your salon, and there's incentives in there to get them back in. Um, another marketing strategy is for your new clients is make sure that you follow up with them. Um, I always love sending out a text message um, the very next day and say, thank you so much for coming in to the salon. I really enjoyed meeting you. And I just want to let you know if you have any challenges or have any questions, I am here as your beauty expert. Thank you again so much for choosing us. Something that is just... Um, I feel like that's such a wow factor. It's very easy uh, to send out a text message. Most likely, um, the the customer will see that text message. They're going to see that much sooner than an email, and it adds another layer to that wow experience that not everyone is doing. And I've and if you can just like take in your write down in your notes. Um, if you have an iPhone, smartphone, whatever, and you can just easily copy and paste that same message to each guest, or you could customize it and say, um, I, I hope you, whatever during that conversation, like, I know you had a wedding this weekend. I hope you have a great time with that. Um, or if they shared something sad, let them know you're thinking about them. Just something else to, to make that experience even more memorable for them. So definitely try that out and see if that helps helps with your marketing. Another thing at the salon is your loyalty points. Now, this is a great marketing strategy um, to increase uh, your product sales, right? Because loyal customers spend 67% more on products and services than new customers. And your whole goal with your marketing strategies is attracting new customers as you are retaining existing customers and ultimately increasing your profits. 
Having a loyalty point system in place is a great incentive for your existing customers because if a customer is choosing to spend $10,000 a year at your salon, they can go anywhere. So if they are spending all of their money at your facility, you should reward that, right? I kind of think about if you guys um, know of Nordstrom and are ever, ever shop there, they give you Nordstrom notes. And I think it's like um, a $1 to every, I don't know, 500 or $1,000. It's not very much, but still, when I get a $20 Nordstrom note, I'm like, done, I am going shopping. And I'm more enticed to go to the store or shop online, use my points, and I do end up spending more because I have this uh, coupon that I can use, right? So existing customers, they are 50% more likely to try new products. So it's a great way to use your loyalty points when you're launching out something new or introducing your customers to a new line that you have going on, right? So uh, currently what we have going on is we've got, um, uh, we've got four different layers of points. So like a thousand points, um, you can get a, um, a free deep conditioning treatment and they're like in small packets. So it's more like a travel size. It cost us $10 or I'm sorry, it cost us $5 perceived value is ten fifty for the customer, right? And it's just that little extra thing that customers are like super excited about. And I think that you should, you definitely want to budget this into, um, your expenses of your, like on your QuickBooks, if, if you're a salon owner, you can write that off as a business gift as well. So um, definitely implement a loyalty program. It's going to excite your existing customers and give them more reasons why they should be spending and doing business with you. At the salon, I got a lot of the at the salon, but I think that, you know, I think that there's a lot of areas that we miss when it comes to marketing and we need to put a greater effort because once that customer knows and walks into the door, they are a hot lead. Their wallet is on them. They are ready to spend money and we are missing opportunities left and right with these with this audience, right? In comparison to trying to find a new client, you know, is uh, going to be much more difficult and is also going to be um, more, it's going to be more costly. So Another area at the salon that we are always working on and um, have this on top of our mind is cross-promoting. And I never understand why some salons just don't cross-promote. You know, I think that if we can keep everybody in-house spending, you know, all their money and um, making sure that we're having services available that clients are always asking for, right? And we want to make sure if you are working on a team with people, if a client is only coming in for one service, we're missing an opportunity for that client to see you as well for all the services that you can provide. So it's definitely going to take a team effort and a village to make sure that that happens. But it starts with just the conversation, right? Having the right conversations during the guest service experience is really key to making sure you're maximizing the guest service. So as you're talking about their eyebrows, you could be talking about their lashes, their hair color, hair extensions, thinking about all the different services that you offer and how do you implement this into the conversation. Usually customers don't know your full menu, they don't know everyone who works at that salon. So it's our job as service providers that we inform them. The more that they can stay in-house, spending their money, spending their time with our salon, the less likelihood of them leaving the salon, going to somewhere else if they get multiple services at our salon. Um, so really making sure that you are um, in some type of buddy system where you are partnering up with somebody else in your salon that offers a service that you don't offer. Now, I think that each person can have a specialty 
behind the chair, behind the bed, whatever they're doing. Having a specialty is is really important. And, you know, you may have two different hairstylists, but like one is really great with fashion colors and one is really great with extensions. What a beautiful team and collaboration that can make together. But the important part is just to making sure that you're scratching my back and I'll scratch your back and making sure that you are taking care of each other, supporting each other. And when you can do that, then I believe that the results will be um, absolutely incredible and profitable for the both of you. So everyone wins. So making sure that you are having these conversations with your guests, their very first visit. One of the things too in um, the clubhouse today, somebody mentioned about um, giving a salon tour. So if you are a hairstylist at a salon, a new client coming in, this should be protocol that that client gets a tour of the salon. And so therefore it's an easy segue into, so we offer lashes, we offer spray tans, we offer massage, whatever services you're offering, let them know about that. Give them that tour, that wow factor. Um, And this is going to take teamwork on everyone's part, you know, because I know when we get really busy, things can get messy. (laughs) So be very self-aware about your workstation, making sure that towels and I'm a little bit OCD, but I want I want tools lined up. I want towels, even if they're used, they need to be folded on the station. And if they're not being used, they need to be in the laundry bin, right? Because a customer doesn't know if you're in the beginning, the middle, or the end of your service, but they do see a mess, right? So really making sure that your um, station setup is telling the story about your professionalism and that you care about a clean organized space so cross promoting making sure that you find a buddy in the salon right it's important that you have a team and servant mentality right the people in your location they are not your competitors your competitors are possibly a salon down the street maybe your competitor is box color at the store or big box stores that sell retail, right? It's not in your salon. That is not your competition. These people are your coworkers and the people that will help you um, rise to the level. And if you're not on a team that cares about your success, then you're probably on the wrong team. Okay, moving on. In the salon, the guest experience, right? We... the, The guest experience, a guest is going to value their experience more than what they care about what the price and the product is, right? When you elevate the guest experience and Um, this is a a big conversation that a lot of us are having in the industry. And there's so many cool ways to elevate the guest experience by using technology and um, just adding another element of the wow factor to it. But when you elevate the guest experience, you're going to have a 42% more opportunity to upsell your services. You're going to have a 33% more chances to help improve your retention, which is key, right? And a 32% more likely to improve the customer satisfaction, right? We really bank on getting great reviews and having really strong reviews from your raving fan customers. A cold lead who finds you maybe uh, via Google or Yelp or whatever, we'll go on that to a little bit. When they see those reviews, then um, they're going to say, oh, my experience might be just as great as that, right? So it's really important that you are adding more value to the guest experience. It's all about building that relationship. People want to do business with those that they know, like, and trust, So during the service, what are you doing to really cultivate that relationship with them, right? I know when you're first starting out in the industry, you're focused. And I I appreciate that. But sometimes some of you are so focused that you, you don't speak to the client. 
And then that's very awkward. <laughs> so really making sure that you're, um, yes, you are listening more than you're speaking. And that is a skill that uh, will come within time. But if you need an opportunity to focus, then ask questions where a customer can just speak, you know, maybe tell you a story or whatnot. Um, you know, sometimes you got to pull that out of them and make them feel comfortable. But it's really important that you're still engaging in conversations. And if you're not for sure what to speak about, speak about what you know best, hair, right? Or lashes or whatever service you, you are doing, right? Um, thank you gifts. You know, with the holidays approaching soon, you know, um, some salons are creating thank you gifts uh, or uh, just gifts in general for Christmas. And I think that's great if you have it in your budget. Um, a few months ago, we did a customer appreciation and we made uh, homemade sugar scrubs, um, which was fairly, fairly easy to do and not too costly. And it just added a really great wow value to that guest experience. Whether they were new or existing, every guest for that month took home a cute little mason jar with our logo on it, with our tagline, and an organic sugar scrub. And it just added that extra like unexpected surprise in a great way. So think about the even the smallest things, right? Like how costly is it going to be for you to write a handwritten card, right? Your your favorite clients that you see all the time, write them a thank you throughout the year, you know, or maybe you know it's their birthday or a big event happening. What can you do to separate yourself from other businesses and not just other hair salons, but businesses in general? Um, my husband's business, um, they always do a handwritten birthday card for all of their clients. In fact, I even receive a happy birthday card from them. So that's it's an unexpected great surprise even um, phone calls as well. Um, if you have a hard time remembering things, which I do, uh, make sure that you're using a app. So the salon software that we use is called Vigaro. Um, there's many great features of why we, we are using this in our salon, but there's an area that we can write notes. And it's not just their color formula or the lash mapping that we did or, or whatever, um, not necessarily about the hair, but other future events coming up that we need to know of that may spark a, a time where it's good for us to upsell them on something. Maybe they've got a wedding coming up and that's a perfect opportunity to say, hey, let's revisit this conversation about hair extensions or lash extensions or spray tans, right? So making sure that you're taking notes after the customer leaves is a great way that you can um, start a conversation again with them the next time they come in and talk about services that may be centered around whatever's happening in their life. Um, and then always making sure that you're following up with not just new clients, but existing clients as well. Anytime that you change up someone's hair or do something different to them beauty-wise, always make sure to send them out a text the next day. Hey, I'm thinking about you. I was really excited when you came in. We, we did something fun and different. I just wanted to let you know that I wanted to thank you for your business. I thought you looked amazing. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to let me know. Just by reaching back out to them, you know, when a client leaves, sometimes they're either on the fence or they're not for sure, um, or they just say they love it. And then when they get home, they see it in their bathroom light. <laughs> it's a different perspective. And the worst thing that can happen is that that client doesn't tell you. Not that they don't tell you, they don't come back in, right? And we don't know. So putting yourself back out there and, and putting that ball on their court and just saying like, hey, I just really want to make sure everything is okay and that you're enjoying it. And if you need any adjustments, please let me know. I feel like that really helps to elevate the guest experience. It shows that you are really... Um, sincere about their enjoyment of the service that you provided for them. And last but not least, in the salon, making sure that you are rebooking your client. It's one of the fastest ways to help grow your books. Now, I know that there's been a lot of controversy about rebooking, whether you should rebook or not rebook. And I, and I want to say in the very beginning, you need to be rebooking everybody um, and making sure that you are providing conveniency for people 
and a predictable income. And you're basically trying to train your your uh, clients of how you do business. Before they leave the salon, they are rebooking their their uh, next visit, right? This way, you know, if you start to double book yourself, you can you could maybe squeeze in a, a men's haircut or a child's cut in between your color as someone is processing, right? Those larger appointment times definitely need on need to be on the books. Now, if they're not one to rebook at the salon, which you're not going to get 100% yes, and that is okay, but it's important that you are letting them know the importance of rebooking, especially when you have clients that are coming in every, let's say, three to, to even seven weeks. Those people want to be rebooking. The ones that are trying to book like appointments uh, like 10, 10 weeks out, you know, I, that's not as important to me because I think about... You know, what if something comes up and you're like, hey, I've got this opportunity to take a vacation or a concert or whatever. Then if you already are booked, then it's not going to be convenient for the client that you wanted to rebook her or him. And now you got to change that appointment. Right. So that's kind of where you have to play around with rebooking. But I will say that if you can start training your clients day one on how you do business, then it's going to be much easier as you continue to grow where clients just know we rebook during this visit. We, um, you take home products during this visit, right? We do other services besides the service that's just on the book, right? You're upselling. So making sure that rebooking is a part of your marketing strategy is really important. Now, the second area of marketing strategies that I wanted to speak about is your community. When I left the salon that I was at for 11 years and opened up a suite, I lost the majority of my clientele. I was in a non-compete and um, was not allowed to reach out to my clients. So I had to rebuild from scratch. Yes, I did have clients who did find me through um, social media, um, but... I lost a lot. Um, so I had to rebuild and I rebuilt very quickly. And I would have to say that what helped me the most is getting clear on my clientele in addition to being very present in the community. So being present in the community could mean a lot of different things. When it comes to marketing, it's not a one size fits all strategy, right? We've got to think about our demographic We've got to think about our market. We got to think about our brand and the vision of where we are trying to grow our business, right? But being involved in the community was very helpful for me. And so I would show up to events weekly. I would start to build these relationships with people I had no idea who they were. Now, I live in an area where I want to say we've got 150,000 people right? I can't service all of them. I just need to know a handful, right? And that and that's all you need to create that momentum. I think that being online is great. And we're going to talk about that next. But if you're just doing only one thing and putting all your eggs in one basket, and you're getting frustrated because you're not seeing the return on your investment or return on your time, and you're just putting all your efforts in one area, you're missing opportunity. I believe that it's important that you do master all of these areas, not just in the salon, but in your community and online. So in your community, get involved with the chamber. Find other local business people that you can meet up with. Find um, where your target market is shopping at, where they eat at, um, where the events are fun, and be social right? It's all about putting yourself out there. No one knows who you are. If you're rebuilding in a new city, if you're brand new out of school, or maybe you're reinventing who your target market is. In all areas, people don't know who you are. You need to get visible. And this is the strategy that I think works out great. Go to events. And you know what? Sometimes you need to create your own opportunities, right? Maybe you want to have some type of sip and shop event in your your place or host it at some other place. And you could do like a um, a pop-up braid bar or, or lip bar or whatever. Anything that is going to allow you an opportunity to touch someone. 
and allow, allow you the opportunity to meet face to face with somebody, right? Um, I think that when you go to these events, it's not about just passing out your card like, hey, I'm Jen, I do hair. And I mean, come on now, like how many times have you gotten a card from somebody and it was very generic like that? And you probably either forgot who that person was um, or you just threw the card away, right? So having business cards are, yes, it's gr- it is good. It is great. I think or having a website or a landing page about what you do and who you do it for. That's why I love QR codes because um, people can put that easily on their phone and then they don't have to carry a card, um, even though people do ask for a card still. Um, and making sure that you have the right information on the card as well, something that's catchy or different or modern. And But the most important thing that you can remember during during your community is building relationships, right? So the so when you are at these events, I find that the the best way to to really get the most return on your time going to these events is it starts out with having a relationship with people, right? What's your name? What do you do? Right? The, if the conversation is more about the other person, they're going to remember you. And then the next time you show up to the event, who do they want to see and talk to? You. Because you listened to them. You took interest in what they did. And when they see your face again or again and again, they're going to know, hey, that's that girl who works at that salon or that's the guy that's at that place. And and they're going to know who you are. And they don't define you by your actual skill and craft. They are they define you as a person who's who's compassionate or sincere or fun right? And wouldn't you want to be more defined that way than by your career, right? And that's how you build a relationship. So making sure that you are showing up, attending these um, events, whether it's with the chamber or additional groups. Now you can get on Facebook and you can find all sorts of groups, whether um, Facebook groups or groups that actually are meeting in person again. And so find out who your people are. And it might take a few different events um, and networking to figure out who it is. But I guarantee the more consistent that you are with that, the more return on your time that you will receive and clients will be coming in to see you. And if they don't come in to see you, they still probably are telling their friends about you, right? So get yourself out there in in the community and... Go with a buddy. If you've got somebody else in the salon or salon suite, whatever, go together, right? That takes a little bit of that fear away. But the more you do it, the less likely you are to feel nervous or in fear. Okay, last but not least, your online presence. Now, this is a great strategy, yes, to get more cold leads into your salon and to know about you. I will say my team is so freaking amazing when it comes to social media. When it when we are on Facebook, we are like hawks all over all of those groups because it's every single day somebody's asking, who does lashes? Who does spray tans? Who does facials? Who does hair color? And it's like, does anybody see these posts? Well, the truth is, is that no, not everyone sees them. And that is why there's constant repetition of you seeing posts on Facebook um, of groups or people looking for a service provider. If you are on a team, make sure that your team knows, tag each other, right? The more people you tag, they're going to get a notification. When they get a notification, it can bring them straight to that post where someone says, does anybody know a hairstylist? And then that person can post and say, yeah, come and see us, right? It's all about like that teamwork and collaboration and and just putting your name out there. Um, And even one of my uh, staff members, even if there's like a date, you know, like somebody wanted something on Sunday, well, we're not open on Sunday. She goes in, the, she posts it anyways. Why? Because anybody who else is looking to see like, well, who are people recommending? They're going to stumble upon that. The more times that your name and your salon can get out there on social media, the better. And what's cool about that is that Facebook understands then the algorithm of what's interesting to you. So they're going to show more of those posts on your feed of people asking for those services. So when I open up Facebook, 
I constantly am seeing, um, uh, I, I need a hairstylist. I need lashes done because I'm, I'm always commenting on those, right? So Facebook knows, okay, this is what's interesting to her. She's going to be spending more time on Facebook, more engaged when she's doing that, right? So really making sure that you are teaming up and going into those groups. Now, I don't know about your area, but my area, there's a ton of these moms groups, right? And the, you can post pictures of your work. You could seek out models. It's about showing up consistently, you guys, putting yourself out there. Nobody knows who you are or what you do. So you, so the saying goes, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? And so if you're looking for clients, gone are the days of just waiting for clients to show up in your chair. Do your due diligence. Make an effort, right? If you are a salon owner, a salon suite owner, or possibly even a booth renter, you probably have a email and text marketing strategy. Really making sure you stay consistent with that. We weekly are sending out emails to our customers. Now in those emails, we are providing um, information on promotions, but mostly education. And we lead that email into our blog that we have on our website. Blogs are great because it's a great way to add more value. So if you want to educate your customer about the five different um, hair extensions or um, reasons, you know, 10 reasons why extensions are best for you or whatever your secret sauce is that you really want to be known for, put as much information possibly on your website. It's going to help boost your SEO, your search engine optimization, and that way you're more likely to be found on Google, right? Um, tax marketing is going to be valued more than your email marketing. Now, if you're a hairstylist and your salon owner gives you permission to reach out to your clients, this is a great way that you could also, um, uh, get in front of your existing customers. So if you've got last minute openings, if you have a promotion going on, reach out to them as well and let them know, Hey, we've got this new promotion going on. And I thought of you right away. I have an opening coming up in the next few weeks, and I wanted to give that spot to you if you are interested. Put a couple of pre-written text marketing blasts in your phone that you can easily copy and paste. So let's say you choose 10 clients that you want to inform them about a certain promotion that's happening. Maybe you've got gift card sale, or maybe it's a leader sale, or maybe you're running a special on... um, I don't know, conditioning treatments, whatever it is, even if the salon is is sending out text blasts, sending out email blasts, there's nothing more valuable for a client to hear it straight from the stylist or the artist themselves, right? Or even send a quick little voice message to some of your top customers as well. Um, So those are some ideas of how to get people in the door at the last minute, um, or um, spending more money on your promotions. Now, social media is a beast of its own, right? But one of the things that I see a lot of people missing in the very beginning is understanding who their target market is and getting a little bit specific. Now, in the very beginning, you may not know exactly who you want to serve, what services you want to do, right? You're, you're kind of just getting your feet wet, and that's understandable. And I do encourage you, if you're first starting out, to try everything out because that's going to give you clarity of what is your favorite thing to do and what brings you the most money, right? What brings you joy? What brings you money? And that's an indication that, hey, that's a really sweet lane for you to be in and that's the direction that is uh, that you should be trying out. In your social media on Instagram, um, you're going to find a lot of your target market in, on Instagram Um, If you are working on brides, people who love extensions, I don't know about you, but you can go to your Instagram and look at your statistics, um, uh, your your insights, I'm sorry, your insights, and you can see exactly who's, uh, what your um, demographic is, who's following you, right? What age, what age group they are in. And that also can help you determine what type of images to post, right? 
the key to that social media is being consistent, but also being able to be found. Are you searchable? Are you using hashtags that are relevant to who you serve, what your area is, right? So um, in Naperville, where I'm from, we would put hashtag Naperville Salon, hashtag Naperville Hairstylist. So we would use specific hashtags that if anybody was searching for Naperville Salon, we would come up um, in the hashtags. Having great images are going to be key to attracting your clients, right? So making sure that in the very beginning, you're always going to be improving on your skill and your craft, right? Everyone has to start somewhere, but there's ways that you can create pictures to showcase your work. And if that picture is striking or causes people to stop the scroll, right? That's key with your squares, your nine to 12 squares on Instagram. You want people to stop the scroll and be like, whoa, whoa, this person's good, right? So really, really think about how you can um, create beautiful images. I mean, if you've got an Android phone, um, a smartphone, those cameras are great, right? And you can put it in, um, step back away from the model and, you know, take a picture and portrait, making sure that you're paying close attention to the details, you know, like is the hair um, straight across, if it's wavy, making sure you don't have a ton of frizz showing and that when you look at that picture, what pops is the hair, right? Or if you do lashes, what pops? the lashes, right? So you really want when you are taking an image and showcasing that, that whatever skill it is that you're like, hey, you got to come into the salon to see me for this, that people can look at your images and they clearly can say, oh, this is what this person does and they're really good at it, right? They can just scroll down on your feed and they they can tell what you do. So I find that when a, a cold lead finds you, uh, stumbles across your Instagram profile, they usually don't read first. They usually just slightly scroll down to about nine to 12 squares and be like, okay, that looks that looks interesting. Then they scroll up to the bio. So making sure that your bio is really clear and concise of where you're located and who you serve. What is your specialties? Um, you can have also, if you're a business account, which um, I definitely would suggest at least having an area that you can link it to your booking. Um, if you don't have online booking, I don't know what you're waiting for, get on that. Um, but you could, uh, if you are at a salon, you can use the website that your salon has to feed these potential clients to that website. It's called the call to action, a, a CTA. And you need to be clear about what action you want them to take, right? Below that, if you're a business, you can add your view shop. If you've got a shop on um, your website with products or whatever else you're, you, you are selling. Um, and you can have your book now if you want to link it to your salon software, which I highly recommend, and an area to contact you. It needs to be as simple and, and focused and specific as possible for the client. The attention span is unreal. Um, for instance, when if you have a website, if you don't, you probably have your Instagram page. And if you don't, you better get started. <laughs> but get this, when a client, a potential customer goes to a landing page or a website, it takes them 2.6 seconds to either capture their attention or cause them to leave the page. 2.6 seconds. What is your wow factor on your pages that is going to be attracting your ideal client. And I believe it's through images. It needs to be so uh, clean and precise. And if you don't have a, a big portfolio just yet, I always tell like beauty school students, take some pictures from off of Pinterest or other people's pages. And in the caption, just say, I'm so inspired by this look that I found from so-and-so or on Pinterest. And you can basically fill your feed in the very beginning, if you don't have any of your own work, of things that you like, of things that you want to do, just make sure to credit where credit is due. Um, that way there's no hard feelings. And you could even tag that artist as well and just be like, I'm a super fan. Um, 
I think most people would be like, oh, that's so awesome. I'm, you know, I'm so honored for that. Um, hopefully that advice doesn't lead, lead to any jerks, but, you know, I guess not everybody's is kind. But you can fill up your squares with inspiration images of things that you are inspired to do, um, colors or cuts or anything that you're like, hey, I am looking for a model who is wanting this type of look with, with their hair. Um, send me a DM. I'd love to chat right? That's the call to action. So you really need to make sure that your images are telling the story, telling the story about who you serve, why you do what you do, what your specialty is, right? The attention span of the consumer is very short, right? It takes them 5.9 seconds to read copy, most of them, before they're over it, right? Most people are just reading the headlines of what you have available, um, like the very first headline of your copy in your Instagram or a headline that you have on your website or landing page, right? Your images need to resonate with your customer and really make sure that you're adding value and really speaking about your services and what benefits that are with them that these customers or potential customers can have. You know, I think that by posting something just super simple, it doesn't have to, have to be very lengthy of copy, but say a little bit about the work that you did or who you did it on, right? Instead of just saying, you know, cop, copper people have more fun. I don't know. <laughs> Add a little bit more value to it for those who do or who are reading um, the copy, right? Um, we And it's important if you're a salon owner, suite owner, even a booth renter, you need to be on Google, you need to be on Yelp, and uh, making sure that you're asking your customers for reviews. We spoke about this a little bit. Uh, reviews are going to be uh, really helpful for that potential customer. We get a ton of bride, bridal clients who say that they found us on Google or they found us um, on The Knot where we advertise and they read our reviews and the majority of them are positive reviews and the ones that are negative they're they're pretty much buried by all the amazing clients that we've had so you know reviews are are important so in the beginning as you're building making sure that your clients have an easy access to give you a review right and don't be afraid to ask i think that's the biggest thing that i want to uh, really making sure that you are being consistent with this by asking them, right? So just to recap, the top three areas for hairstylist marketing strategies is at the salon, in your community, and online. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, I would love to get your review because this helps more listeners find the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. And do me a favor, um, take a picture of this particular podcast if you love it. Make sure that you post it on Instagram and tag me at Jennifer Jade Alvarez. I'd love for, to hear from you. I always answer all of my DMs. So if you've got a topic that you would love to hear, um, go ahead and slide into my DMs. Let me know what topic you would love to hear next. So thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and um, we will see you next week. Hey friends, thanks for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate to get a review from you. And there's more ways that we can connect as well. Send me a voice message and tell me where you're at in your business and how I can help you through this podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this. And until next time, you can be the game changer.